Hi, my name is JC. My name is Juan. Welcome to The Couch, a podcast where real therapists talk about real things. Please remember that we are therapists, but we are not your therapists, and this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Mm, episode three, first comes love. Yes. It's all about romantic relationships. Yes. Yes. I've been looking time forward for, to this episode. Time for Can you tell? MTV. <laughs> <laughs> what is it next? Do you remember the show Next on MTV? No, that was cold, right? That bus will come and take people. Is that it? Yo, yes. I think about that every day. And frankly, I aspire to be as unhinged as the early mm. 2000s were. But maybe not like super unhinged like that. I can't like, remember. So my brain remembered that. That's so funny. I didn't remember it until you brought it up. <laughs> there was also the show where, like, if your parents didn't like your partner, they would pick yeah. someone else for you. I remember that one too. <laughs> I forget. What I forget what that show was. I don't know, but I feel I, like I can't remember. I can't believe I was watching that kind of stuff. <laughs> Listen, I feel like there should be an ethnographic study on how that influenced the way that we create relationships now, but that's Maybe. neither here nor there. Juan, we're talking about romantic relationships today. We are. We're talking about romantic relationships. And this is a great topic, right? We have the dating culture. We have healthy dating practices, open and honest communication, values and connection, green and red relationship flags. Now, here's what's really um, neat. Mm -hmm. about first comes love romantic relationships so uh as a as a side note my background um, is in relationships I, I love working with individuals on relationships on twofold one is relationships you build with others and relationships you build with yourself what's neat is so much and this is my opinion in the years that i practice education so forth so mm -hmm. much of what goes into a romantic relationship, like being able to date, being able to go from friends to dating, to uh, engage, to, to marry, to all these milestones. Mm -hmm. So much of that has to do with the individual level, like you being able to date yourself, you being able to accept yourself, to love yourself. Uh, and it's it's quite interesting because this I, I like to read a lot. And I think I've read, not every, but a lot, a lot of the relationship books out there by, by written by different therapists, different individuals, and a large majority of them, they go into the importance of becoming your whole self, which is very similar, JC, to what mental health education is, right? Like you and I, we go to school and one of the key things that they focus with us on is work on yourself before you start helping other people. Oh, Yeah. Right. Like, and it's, and it's, it's amazing, right. That we have all these ac academic institutions bring in these students to become mental health professionals, therapists, psychologists, and so forth. And across the board, all of them, they are, as, as far as I've been told, mine, yours, and all the other individuals I've met, they share with the students, work on yourself before you start helping other people. And, yeah. and, and that's what we do, right. We have our practicum, we have our internship, and then we, we, throughout the way, maybe see our own counselor or supervisor. So we're consistently working on ourselves and, and talking about our ups our downs our flaws and all of these areas, getting to know ourselves. There's even courses that go into like our identity. And mm -hmm. what I find really impactful about that is you, you stop for a moment and you pause and you go, all of this work that you're doing on yourself, 
there must be a purpose to it. And of course, it's to, you know, build acceptance, to identify biases and assumptions, uh, to look at beliefs that are helping you and those that are bringing you down. Uh, it, it, it's also to, to utilize all of that so that you can build relationships with other people. Yeah, being able to look at yourself in a very raw and honest manner, first of all, incredibly uncomfortable. Don't worry, even for us as beginning therapists, I don't know if it was the same for you, Juan, but when we were sitting in our classes and they That's were saying, like, I'm going to just pause you for a you? moment. I'm going to pause oh, you for a moment. What, I am what, interrupting what? you because you just said, you just said, I don't know if it was like this for you. Are you insinuating that I'm like, I'm like 100 years old? <laughs> back L- in the day? Oh, <laughs> L, first of all, I'm going to need you not to project your insecurities about age onto my commentary, number one. My B. But, like, it's okay. I forgive you. Um, But, no, I just, I don't know if you had the same, like, visceral reaction to being asked to look at yourself so closely. Because I know that when I was being told to do that in classes, I was like, oh my God, what do you mean? I need to be like, can't I just focus on somebody else's problem? But no, you kind of got to focus on yourself before you can help other people. And I think that's so applicable in a romantic case and in a romantic sense. Um, You know, you cannot engage in a relationship in good faith if you don't know yourself to a certain degree. And when it comes to, you know, finding people and getting to know them, you have to be willing to know yourself a little bit. I think that's like the gist of it all. And in today's dating culture, we are taught to kind of prepackage ourselves for consumption. Um, When you're on a dating app, so like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, etc., you are reduced down to like a quote, a couple of cute pictures, some very shallow talking points, and whether or not somebody wants to swipe right or left on you. And that can be a very dehumanizing experience in dating because oftentimes you're being chosen for your physical appearance, um, not necessarily what you have to offer as a person. So it's your job when you start dating to be willing to supersede that to be willing to be vulnerable and get close to the person you're interested in dating or even the people you're interested in dating if you hold a polyamorous identity or a non-monogamous identity either way you still have to be willing to give yourself to that person for them to examine and see whether or not they're willing to engage with you in a relationship that fulfills you both Mm. Put a lot of good words there, fulfillment and engaging with others, like really getting in there with them. Um, I'm, I'm glad you threw out right our, our first topic, the the dating culture, and I, I think um, I think it can be it can be fun and exciting and scary and like what the f am I doing here? All mm-hmm. of those things, depending on where you're at in life. I know I've worked with individuals that they're coming out of a divorce and, you know, they, they hadn't dated, you know, it's been like almost 20 years since they were dating, mm-hmm. you know, and that was with their prior partner. And then now they're going back into this field. Um, and I had one of them and this stuck with me, this, this person. So they, they were 
married for a long while and then went through a divorce and they're back on but back on their dating app and they're like you know what uh you know what this reminds me of and i was like you know what, what does it remind you of mm-hmm. and they were like have you ever seen american I, I, I think the movie they told me was american gangster but i could be misquoting mm-hmm. it so it's a movie with denzel washington uh, i believe that is american gangster right and then he's um the person's like all right towards the end he goes he goes to he gets he goes to jail and then he comes out and then when he comes out the game's like changed mm, and there's mm-hmm. like these new you know gangsters out there and things like that and you're walking out people got phones right so you just all these differences and they're sharing with me they're like that's what i feel like you know when i was dating it was so different and then now i'm in this space and it's swiped this way you know, I got to put a picture, but it's got to be the right one. I got to figure out this stuff about filters. You know, what's my tagline? What interests do I share? Do I share too much? Do I share I have money, but I don't want to sound conceited, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I, th- I think it's great that we're starting on dating culture because, you know, what what we can look at when it comes to first comes love, building romantic relationships is identifying, and this is if you're in that dating space, are you ready to be in a relationship? What mm. are you looking for in a relationship? What are you able to provide the other person if you're in a relationship? You know, versus versus taking, what are you able to give? And all the way from time, um, physical, emotional, psychological, all, all of those components. And getting really clear on those, setting expectations for dating if you're getting on an app. You know, being able to acknowledge that, there's going to be some swipes that don't go right. Mm -hmm. And then how are you going to get through those ups and downs? Getting very clear on that. Yeah. And also learning how not to let these experiences validate or invalidate who you are as a person. Um, Dating is scary for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes it comes down to personal safety, you know, whether or not you can trust the person that you're engaging with. But I think the very basic and core fear in dating is showing yourself to someone because what if they don't like me? And it makes you feel very much so like a kid again, like getting picked last for dodgeball, right? Mm -hmm. Like, does this person like me? Am I good enough? And it very much so rings back to those like family relationships. Yeah. Like, were you super chastised as a child? Were you allowed to be yourself? Are you able to confidently live authentically? Can you give that authenticity to a partner? It's, yeah, it's just, it's scary, man. It's yeah. scary. <laughs> and, and, you know, as you're looking at it like scary, that's a level of acceptance, right? Like dating can be scary. Dating can be fun. Um, mm-hmm. Dating can be blank. And, and that's where it's important for you as you're listening. And if this is a space of the podcast that's interesting to you when looking at dating, fill in the blank. What do you want dating to be? And setting, again, those clear you know, expectations. You can even put smart goals around it. And then making sure they are healthy, they're realistic. So those are, those are important elements. And as JC said, acknowledging that you're, you're, you're you, right? You're going in there because a person decides they're going in a different direction, that doesn't mean that your value goes down. It doesn't mean that your value goes down. 
it simply means that you are you're strong enough and you hold you hold sufficient value to acknowledge that you give other people a choice mm-hmm. right there's um i like to use analogies as often as i can maybe too much so you know you look mm-hmm. at ice cream and you go and get you go and get some ice cream and it's like dating and the person goes you want vanilla and you're like no no i don't want vanilla i want some of that strawberry so vanilla was rejected mm-hmm. yet we didn't stop you know we we are we're okay with that we're okay to say well i don't like vanilla i don't have to like vanilla and it's okay for me not to like vanilla right i like the strawberry flavor so going into oh. dating at times can help in that manner if you acknowledge that you are also going to find some flavors that are not up your alley and that doesn't mean those flavors aren't great many people love those flavors it just means that you know a it's great you know what you know what you like and you know what you don't and then b you're also giving other people the same choice when it comes to you absolutely i was i was literally gonna say like yeah you don't have to like vanilla but it is your job as someone who is dating to not disparage vanilla likers if you would yeah 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 it's it's your job to not cause any harm in these dating scenarios which can honestly be a little difficult for people because rejection is very strong emotion and when you get rejected by someone it can sometimes be really easy to say okay well that person sucks anyway i don't want anything to do with them like I hope that they step on Legos barefoot for the rest of their life. Like it's really easy to start kind of spewing that vitriol. And that's not part of what a healthy dating practice is in order to date in a healthy way. You have to, we've mentioned know yourself. You have to know what you're looking for. You also have to be willing to acknowledge the difficulties that will come with this practice and being honest with those that you're dating. Something that I see come up all the time is people who are really hesitant to date, people who are like ethically non-monogamous, right? So people who don't think that having one partner is a necessity in a relationship. So perhaps there's an ethically non-monogamous person who's genuinely interested in dating or getting to know other people outside of their primary relationship. Other people look at that and they go, oh no, this is just a fancy word for cheating. Or this is just a fancy way to like have your cake and eat it too. If you know that's not for you, okay, awesome. But it's not your job to denigrate folk who are into it. Or, you know, if you have very traditional roles in your head, if you're like, I want to get married, I want to be a homemaker, I want my partner to be the person with the income, I want to be able to stay at home with my children, you have to be willing to Mm -hmm. be honest with the people you're dating. And that honesty comes at a price because not everybody's going to want to do what you want to do. And that could, you know, raise the expectation for rejection. So then you have to hold firm to what it is that you want and recognize that just because somebody else doesn't want to do that doesn't mean that no one else wants to do that. You have to be diligent in looking for those who match your values. Correct. Yeah, good, good point to bring that out there. You know, that goes right back into as you're looking to start love, find love, 
build a romantic relationship, a large amount of that goes into you getting to know yourself and you building those areas of integrity, of respect, of um, connection, you know, acknowledgement, awareness, appreciation, all of those key words. What do you see JC as healthy dating practices? Uh, and before that, dating practices can also go into uh, marriage. Like you can be in a committed relationship, still think about healthy dating practices. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we already touched on a lot of them, just this concept of like knowing yourself and knowing others, being willing to be vulnerable, um, having open and honest communication. I'm really going to harp on that honest point just very quickly. And I'm going to step on a small soapbox, not a big one, and talk about how society kind of pressures us into giving the right answers, even if they're not honest. So when you're dating, there's no such thing as the right answer. It's the right person responding to your answer. So you see a lot of times people will get into these longstanding committed relationships and then all of a sudden they realize they've never talked about whether or not they want children. And maybe one person really wants to expand their family with kids and the other person really, really does not. And it becomes a point of contention because they didn't have that healthy dating practice of honesty or perhaps, you know, those small secrets that you keep from people like, oh, yeah, I snore, but it's not that bad. Meanwhile, you peel in paint when y'all have your first mm-hmm. sleepover together. Or, um, you know, I, I, I have a really good relationship with my previous partner, but it's because you guys are still sleeping together and you live together, right? Those are not small things, But in order to give the right answer to the question, in order to be liked, in order to get the validation that dating can give us, we can be tempted to lie. And Mm -hmm. that's not a healthy dating practice. You have to be willing to be honest. And it's a difficult skill, but it's wholly beneficial in almost every area of your life. Yeah. With with, with a lot of the couples that I work with, they're they're often coming in and they're in relationships. Um, so I, I like to look at dating and it's interesting. A lot of times people think about, you know, what are healthy dating practices? And I think what comes to mind is like new couples, you know, like you meeting somebody mm-hmm. and what keeps a, what keeps a healthy marriage is like a spark, right? So people see that all over the media or social media, keep a spark. Now mm-hmm. a spark, the way I look at it is very literal. I think about, you know, these two rocks and you're creating a spark. Relationships in every element need spark. You need to spark vulnerability, give it action, bring it to life. You need to spark communication, give it action, bring it to life. And if, if there's not a spark with communication, then that means what is dying and it's not there mm-hmm. and it's absent. So when we look at dating, it's that in your relationship, there is rituals around dating there's consistent sparks you know sit down mm-hmm. with with me if i'm if i'm the practitioner there and you're sharing yeah we just we just went on a date right before this we're going on another date this day mm-hmm. that you know you pull that out and you put that into a young relationship and it's very much alive right two people meet they get to know each other and they are going to all these dates and some mm-hmm. are structured some are unstructured they may walk through their um 
university. They may go to get some random ice cream. They may just meet up to sit in the car and listen to music. All of these dates, there's sparks to each one of them. So if you're looking at, you know, how to create healthy dating practices, it, it's that element of create, right? Bring it to life. Take your partner out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, you know, they get married and they're like, well, that's it. I achieved the goal. I gotcha. We're married. Like, how much more hard work do I have to do? And that's unfair to your partner. And it's unfair to yourself. You know, you fell in love with this person. And unfortunately, as much as we'd like to believe it, love is not enough. Love is not a like, standing, stagnant uh, stat if you would, for your relationship, you have to maintain it. And, you know, you can love somebody with all your heart and soul, but if that spark is gone, if you're not managing and maintaining that relationship, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to thrive. Correct. With, with it, I'll add a little bit. There's, and this goes into building romantic relationships. I think we're all aware that life life presents um, struggle, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's there's different cultures and religions that may highlight it as, what is the term I'm losing here? Um, what is the term that connects to Buddhist practice with life? Suffering. Uh, I was about to say, I have no idea, but I'm glad you found it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, so, so life has suffering and, and we know that. Um, this for some reason this is random comes to my mind 50 cent <laughs> i know it's so okay. random right so he had this song and he was like um, <gasps> 21 days. questions by 50 <laughs> cent <laughs> it wasn't 21 questions but that's a good one too no, was it had, not it was i don't think it was that one he had his other lyric and he was like um sunny days wouldn't be so sunny if it wasn't for rain I think, uh, see, I'm I think, thinking those. Okay. okay, I, I think that you. was him that said you. that. I, I could be wrong. I could be a different artist, but you you get that right. You get the point that that's that's just a course of life. Um, so with with your relationship, if you bring that level of acceptance and acknowledge that sometimes things are going to go maybe left. You'll, you'll be in a rut. Maybe you just get really busy with the school schedule with the kids. Maybe work gets really busy. Maybe seasonal depression hits you and and all of those give you the opportunities to say no to the spark right to say mm-hmm. no i don't want to go on a date and, and with that it's, it's important to acknowledge that element of a ritual right a ritual has discipline that you consistently do it because it works to create a positive outcome so by acknowledging that, if you find yourself in this situation and you're married and you're like, you know what, the spark was there and now it's not, well, also ask yourself, how consistent are you? You know, do you do you go and do the the action? And, and at times we may not feel it. Like in the very beginning, you may go, well, I'm so excited to go on a date with my partner. And then you you now look and you go, I'm not excited. And then the question is, when was the last time you went? You're like, well, I haven't been in three months. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really evaluate it. It'd be different if maybe you shared, well, I went on, you know, a date once a week to different type of places. You know, see what happens then when when, when you're doing that, when you're consistently going. Sometimes what happens is our feelings catch up. You know, sometimes we need to remember 
photo albums do a wonderful job of that. So think on that as you're listening in. Oh, absolutely. You know, as you're talking about figuring out exactly what it is to maintain your relationship, um, I think we've we we also have to acknowledge those foundational things that are healthy in our relationships, like the values that we have with one another, values and connections. Um, just as like a pivot, because, you know, going on these dates and making this effort, it's all so, so important. But if the foundation of respect for one another isn't there, if the foundation of understanding each other's principles, values, hopes, and fears isn't there, it's going to make it even more difficult to maintain the relationship with one another. Correct. Yeah. And, and that goes right. That goes into this whole topic here, romantic relationships, that there there must be a foundation of values and connection. Um, I'm, I, I love the discussion of values. I think we as humans are extremely connected to them, sometimes whether we know it or not. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find a very helpful activity is for you to log everything that you do for a whole week. It's extremely boring, and most people don't do it. But if you, <laughs> if you do do it, you'll find that you do a lot of things. Um, you also find that some of those, maybe not all, connect to your values. And it's it's quite interesting because when you have that in front of you, you go, oh, I value downtime. Maybe you do a lot of Netflix and, and hanging out and video games, you value downtime. Um, mm. or, or maybe you do a lot of walking. So then maybe you value um, mindfulness, awareness, uh, wellness, movement. And when it comes to these values, you bring them out. And you look at your partner, your significant other, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to weave it together. You're trying to say, hey, this is my world over here. Look, and they're looking at you and they see all of these little hashtags of values. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to connect with them on some of those. And what's going to happen is some are going to be great. You may go, you know what? I see that you like to chill. You like to hang out. You like self-care. You like downtime. Um, I want to do that with you. So now you 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 do that together, and then sometimes what will happen is you you see this value, and maybe it's movement, and your partner likes to go running, and you're like, oh shit, I don't like to go running, <laughs> right? So so that gives you the opportunity to steer away and say we we can't do nothing there, or you can look at indirect support. Maybe you know well, I'll go with you, and here's the pathway that you take when you run. I'll walk it. And every so often, you know, give me a kiss and then keep going. Um, it's gonna get sweaty, but you know, you, you're you're trying to you're trying to just mold it in there, uh, and and that's just one example. The key element there is you have these values, and then you bring them together and see how many of those you can relate on. And the one that you're not 100 on, find a way to indirectly support one another. First of all, I just have that picture of my head of like the walking partner and the running partner. I think that's so absolutely precious. Number one. Number two, I love the way that you framed that discussion about values um, and utilizing it as a tool to strengthen your relationship. You know, when you find your values, it can be really important. Actually, I'm not going to kneecap that sentence. It is really important for you to come together and evaluate your values with one another. 
um, and then maybe apply a little bit of compromise like you were talking about and figure out what sort of things can be negotiated on. Like if I value downtime, but my partner really values being active, can you have an understanding of one another that I'm going to go out and have a good time with my friends, but I know that I'll be home in time to get in bed with you at nine, because I know that that nighttime quality time is so important to you or, you know, Hey, this is something that I'm really not willing to compromise my values for. So, you know, where does that leave us in being able to have those very frank conversations with the people that we love or the people we want to love in order to strengthen and deepen those relationships and hopefully build something that lasts. Yeah. Built something that lasts. That's, that's a good term there. You know, and that goes into, we're discussing romantic relationships. You can tie it to many is really looking at, are you building something that lasts? And, and often people will quickly say yes, but slow down, like really slow down and think about, think about the minute details. You know, the, the if we break it down to an atom, think about all of it. You know, the relationship you have with your significant other, are you building it to last? There are positive habits that we can discuss here all day and behaviors and practices to build relationships. Go on a mm-hmm. date, check in with each other, ask deep questions, listen to 50 Cent 21 questions. <laughs> um, <there's, laughs> and there's, ask each other every last one of those last questions. One of them. There's, while listening to him in the background. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's so many of them. And we've, I think we often fail to remember that on the other end, there's a whole list of the ones that are creating distance and disconnect. You know, every moment that we get home and we choose to dig our nose into our phone, that's a, that, those, are, those are minutes gone, you know, mm-hmm. that you're disconnecting from your partner. And I, I get, you know, all of the examples of maybe you're checking on work or all those things. I'm highlighting, I'm highlighting the ones that are a bit more purposeful. Mm-hmm. You know, all those moments that you're at work and you do have some time off, but you can check in with your partner and then you don't. That creates something that creates potential further disconnect. The moments that you're in a conversation and then you get all into your feelings, which I get feelings, I certainly get into mine. And then you decide to become a wall of silence or you decide mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. fight fire with fire, right? That, that's a skill that is building a bigger wall that is creating further distance. So what I, what I mean to say here is that everything that we do matters. Mm-hmm. You know, some things build us closer to our partners. Some things build us further away. And it's important to look at both of those sides, not just one. There's a, there's a book, uh, I think by Navy SEAL called Ownership. I think it's Taking Ownership or Ownership, one of those titles. Mm-hmm. And it, it just speaks a lot on taking personal accountability, you know, looking at your relate. I, I, this is how I pulled the information, looking at your relationship and you by yourself, just thinking and going, all right, let me scan everything that I do mm. and, and see what am I doing? That's building us. What am I doing that that's creating further distance? You don't need your partner's help for that. You can do that on your own. And the goal is that you identify both sides. You know, the, the, the good ones, great. Keep doing those. The ones that are not so hot, great. Be honest with yourself. You pulled it out there. 
I'll do something about mm-hmm. it. Uh, I love that. Like, you don't need your partner to do that with you. Like, you you can be responsible and recognize your own um, and recognize your own responsibilities for growth and distance in the relationships that you have. I personally think if you're willing to sit down and take the time to do something like that, that's absolutely a green flag. Like that that's a green flag for sure. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it means that you're really dedicated to the relationship and you want to see the growth and change. And then let's see from here. I know we've been hovering over these, the green flag and red flags. Um, I can't remember. Did we give a definition to what green means and what red means? No, we didn't, but I don't mind popping a definition in here real quick. So our green flags for dating, for those who don't understand or for those who are unfamiliar, is things that you see in a relationship where you're like, oh, yeah, this is absolutely a like positive behavior, positive behavior. This is a healthy relationship thing. Love to see it. Yes, yes, yes. Thumbs up. I want more. On the other side of that are red flags. Ooh, no, thank you. That is the sign of an unhealthy relationship, unhealthy actions, you know, and this is, I think, a more modern concept in dating. I'm not going to say that it absolutely is, but I've heard it popularized more, especially like on TikTok, people are talking red flags, green flags, even beige flags, which is a whole, is mm, a whole other thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just little, little, little neat things, quirks, if you would, that your partner has. They're not bad. They're not good. It's just kind of stuff that your partner does that makes them unique. Uh, that's a beige flag. So, but eh, that's another story for another day. Let's talk a little more about what some of the green flags we think about in healthy relationships are. Maybe like your top three green flags. Oh, there's so many, so many good ones. That's interesting, beige. Um, so I like the definitions and I think it's important to know red and green flags because they relate to all relationships. Today, you know, we're discussing intimate ones, but you can play with them in, in all of those, including the one with yourself. The... In, in the prior um, item that I was mentioning, as far as like ownership, that also relates to varying relationships, not just intimate with red and green. So, you know, I think um, one that comes to mind is your, so there's, there's your authentic self. Like there's you being able mm-hmm. to go, like, I love this person that I am. And finding yourself in a relationship where someone comes in and they highlight that. Like they go, mm-hmm. I love that person too. And I want to, I want to just shine a light over that person. And that means that you can speak your mind. You can walk your walk. You can pursue your career goals and your personal goals and do all of these things that you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we all get that there's going to be some shifting here and there, things that we can do and can't do depending on life circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a green. And then, and then a red, of course, is you, you know who you are. And you know all of those things about you, but now you're in this space and you, you feel, you feel lost. You feel mm-hmm. like that person you once knew is no longer here. And there's a shade of them. And even thinking about it brings tears to your, tears to your eyes, but you can't share those tears with your partner. 
Mm. Right. That's that's a that's a red flag, and it's and it's deep in there. And if you feel those words, and and then there's some there's some work that needs to be done there. And you know, JC and I were we're hovering over areas that can that can poke a little bit, right? In the clinical space, we use the word it could be triggering. So if you do find any of these conversations that you're listening on the podcast to do that, you know, please give yourself the gift to to reach out. You know, whether you reach out to um, someone in your local area, someone online, you know, reaching out to uh, a clinician, a practitioner, somebody of support to help you get from A to B. Oh yeah, absolutely. Please like prioritize yourself. We want this to be a learning space and not a painful one. Um, One of the red and green flags that I always think about are like green flags mean go. So like go for the relationship. Uh, being supportive is a huge green flag. And on the other side of that, I think that being respected and being respectful is a green flag broadly. Mm -hmm. How do they treat the wait staff? How do they talk to their loved ones? How do they talk to random people on the street? Are they respectful? Because, you know, the hope is that if they will respect those other folk, they will respect you and make sure that you see those signs of respect in your relationship on the other side of that a red flag opposite might be someone who is controlling or disrespectful um you know are they jealous do they refuse to compromise with you and belittle you and try to control aspects of your life that you deserve to have autonomy over yeah the let's see a, a green flag that i'll add there is vulnerability um mm-hmm. so that's you know that's a big term there that's you being able to share your thoughts and feelings uh and also receiving that from your partner you know you knowing their inner world their their likes their dislikes their values their goals their dreams their um day-to-day grind you know you you know what's happening in their space you feel part of it if you're walking down a trail you're right next to them you know, mm-hmm. versus on a whole different trail, wondering what theirs looks like and only having access to it for periods of the day. Um, a, a red flag. Uh, this one, I'm going to use the word boundary was also a big word, too. Um, and mm-hmm. it does require with this fra- red flag, you first acknowledging what your boundaries are. And that significant other, you know, really colliding with them. You know, so it could be boundary as far as consent. You know, when you say no, no is no, um, but but that's that's not happening. Um, mm-hmm. It could be boundaries with um, information. You know, maybe there's things that you tell them you confide in, and then now they're sharing that with other people, and and it just goes on and on. So so really, you know, doing some work in that space. Oh, absolutely. Um, knowing and understanding that part, which I think we ignore consent conversations once the word relationship is thrown out there um, because we assume consent in relationships. And that's all of them, not just romantic, but we're just talking about romantic relationships this time around. So those are some things I need you to keep in mind when you're choosing to date and choosing to get closer to others Because ultimately, the goal of having a relationship isn't just to have a body to fill the void of that loneliness, but it's to build something that lasts, grow with somebody, um, 
fulfill a need of yours and be able to fulfill somebody else's need in a way that's like very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to use the word simpatico. That's not correct. Um, symbiotic. There we go. Mm, there we go. For the both of you. Yeah. This is a, an interesting one. Maybe green flag is knowing your green flag. You know what? Fair. Very fair. This has been a packed episode, I think. I think we, I think we put a lot of good uh, nuggets in here. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I could talk for literal hours about dating culture, but that might just have to be a side project. Maybe instead of the couch, I'll just make the cushion and it'll just be me talking about relationships for an hour. There you go. That's good, though, <laughs> right? That there's like so much more. And hopefully as a listener, you're 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 you know, you're on your toes and you're listening in and yeah, know that there's more, there's more green flags, there's more to know and that's available to you. You know, there's just so many resources out there. Again, connect with a, um, a counselor, mental health practitioner, some, some sort of professional there that can lead you forward. Um, if you get stuck, um, there's, there's resources, you know, I, I think sometimes we forget that we can hop online and, um, look at different directories, you know, like, uh, let's see what's a common one uh psychology today yeah uh inclusive therapists yep. therapy den a bunch of them yeah any um any last words before we shift over to the personal growth challenge um just that relationships take time to build romantic relationships, especially. So, you know, when you're ready to take the plunge, know that it is scary and rewarding. And if you are scared to jump into the world of dating, do it scared. Yeah, that's completely okay. You'll find your footing along the way. You will. Sometimes we need to be a little bit out of balance. And yeah, that doesn't mean that we are... There's a there's something for that. Like sometimes when we are in relationships and we're like we're we're building love, we feel out of balance. But that's mm -hmm. what makes it love to be out of balance while in balance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love it. Love this conversation. You want to go first or second for the personal growth challenge? I want to go first. Let's hear it. Okay, so this is a little bit of a zesty one. I'm really putting the challenge and personal growth challenge for those of you who are actively dating or for those of you who are feeling some dissatisfaction in your current relationship or uncertainty. I have a journal prompt for you, if you would. And the question I'm asking is what problems are you willing to tolerate in a relationship? Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's real good. Like I said, it's a little zesty because you're you're going to think back to some relationships that were maybe not as successful and you might notice some unhealthy patterns that you should work on for success in your future relationships. Mm -hmm. All right. Here is mine before we head off. Um, I'd like for you to play green light, red light in your, okay. uh, in your home space. So green light means that you're doing all the green flags. And red light means you're doing the red light ones, which hopefully there's no red lights. Um, mm -hmm. The point of this is really to build awareness and to steer you away from the red. 
So in the house, get a sheet of paper, you know, have one side red, one side green. And as the day goes on, do your best to be conscious about keeping it on green. Mm, I'm into that. I'm very into that. Listen, we're going to cause some arguments, maybe. This, this episode might <laughs> cause some arguments at home. Well, there's resources around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wanted, you'll be all right. Keep fighting the good fight. All right. So this wraps us up and we are, we're heading to episode four. And that one goes into more of marriage, more of the foundation that goes into a happy, long lasting marriage. Yes. That's also going to be a doozy of our episode. And we're really excited for you guys to join us next time. All right. Y'all have a great day. See ya.